What's up, everybody? We are back. Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by RealTalking.com. I'm your host, David, and I am joined with today, Ryan. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. What's happening, everybody? Thank Happy God, holidays. Thank God you didn't go on to full song and do the entire song. I don't think we had enough time for that. <laughs> What's up, Ryan? And joining him is his lovely wife, Casey. Hey, everyone. Merry Christmas. And my lovely wife, Jennifer. Hi, guys. Happy holidays. We are doing a wonderful countdown of our favorite and least favorite Christmas movies of all time. So before we get into that, let's get into some of the news of the week. Um, Not that much to cover this week. Thank God. After last week's <laughs> one hour dissection of news, I like that it's a nice, quick uh news agenda this week uh first one tom cruise lays the verbal smackdown on the set of mission impossible 7 so but co- did you see who he's dating now no who's he dating i did i was just about to say that mm, jenny the girl in my mouth the girls know yeah, the girls Casey, know we know the t who's he dating Haley atwell David's like, who is that? Oh my god, you guys are stupid. Think about it. Come on, everyone. <laughs> like you think guys, about it. You guys talk about Marvel they know who all she is, the too. time. Yeah, Peggy Carter. He's dating Pe- uh, Peggy Carter. Carter, that's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So he's like Captain yeah. Britain's like piece now. That's wonderful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Captain I, Mission Impossible. I guess because she's. I didn't know she was in MI. Whatever. What is this? Seven, eight, ninety. Seven. seven. Yeah. Word seven. Yeah. So. So pretty Captain much. Pegging impossible. So the rant that I'm talking about, he went on a rant following COVID protocols breaks on the set of Mission Impossible 7. And for those unaware, he is the producer on the film as well. So there's a lot of money at stake coming out of his pockets as well. So the whole full video is on the site. But uh, just a quick summary. Some of the stuff that he said was, if I see you do it again, you're fucking gone. And if anyone in this crew does it, that's it. You two and you two. And you, don't you ever fucking do it again. Uh, Cruz added, we want the gold standard. They're back there in Hollywood making movies right now because of us. Because they believe in us and what we're doing. I'm on the phone with every fucking studio at night. Insurance companies, producers. And they're looking at us using us to make their movies. We are creating thousands of jobs, you motherfuckers. This is fucking wonderful. That's it. (laughs) No apologies. You can't tell it to other people that are losing their fucking homes because our industry is shut down. It's not going to put food on their table or pay for their college education. That's what I sleep with every night. The the future of this fucking industry. So I'm sorry. I'm beyond your apologies. I've told you and now I want and I want it. And if you don't do it, you're out. We're not shutting this fucking movie down. Is that understood? Ryan, thoughts? Awesome. Like some people need to put in their place, and this is one of those uh, times. I agree. Casey, do you want Tom Cruise to curse you out like this? I mean, I don't want him to curse me out, but then again, don't be a friggin' idiot on set, and you don't have to do it. And I mean, COVID's real. Still, people wear your mask and just follow protocols and just 
just do it. Just be a good person. Stop trying to make everyone die. I don't know. There's a lot so. of, and it's funny with the vaccine coming out this week and a lot of people taking it, the stupidity on social media has even gotten larger over the past few days. So oh, yeah, I'm, can't I'm even anymore. I'm with Tom. This is, I'm glad he went on this rant. It's everyone that's not following protocol deserves it. Jennifer. You think his assistant was the one that recorded it and was just like, let's do this publicity? Yep, maybe. I don't know. If I was the assistant, I probably would want to do that. Um, But no, I agree with him. I mean, I think like they started it up. They're trying to take every precaution possible. Time is money. And, you know, you got to keep everybody safe. It's a big responsibility to be able to do this. And if they want to also set a standard and a precedent going forward on how you can, you know, for the time being until everybody gets vaccinated, which is going to be months. Um, yeah. So good on good on him. I mean, I know everyone's going to be like, oh, he's being such a diva. But mm, yeah, um, maybe I, I mean, the comments so. from the public that are like, we're basically like, oh, well, I don't really like Tom Cruise, but I stand with him on this or. Um, so he's winning some people over a little bit. It's true. It's kind of Christopher Nolan too, because I read eh. we spoke about it last week, and I think he's getting Kevin Smith actually spoke about it that he's getting a lot of love within the industry for defending the theatrical experience. Yes, yes, within the industry, of course. Yeah. So, but he also is getting flack because he's the one that pushed Warner Brothers to release Tenant, and Tenant failed. Not really failed. It still made three hundred fifty million dollars, but not what they expected, which caused the full circle of them releasing everything on HBO Max. But yeah, that's another story. Uh, next bit, I think Casey and, and Jenny will love this one. Rachel Lee Cook is returning and joins a cast of He's All That. Yeah. Not as Lainey Boggs, though, yeah. which kind of annoyed the shit oh, out of me. That is annoying. Wait, why not, though? So, so she's <laughs> playing. She reprise her role? She's playing a mom of one of the students. And I actually think she's she should have the- just been the mom. Exactly. That's what I that's what I wrote in my article. I'm like, well, that's stupid. You're bringing her back. Why can't she be Lainey Boggs? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm probably I mean, I got I was going to say I'm probably not going to watch it, but I guess I probably will. If, if once it goes streaming, maybe I'll give it a shot. But um, I don't know. I mean, I also think I mean, she's old enough to be a mom now, I guess. But she looks good. Um, I've seen her in other things since she's all that. Um, I guess. Whatever. Ryan, yeah. are they going to bring back Freddie Prince? Probably not because it's not the same continuity. Yeah, I don't care either way. <gasps> you don't like she's all that, Ryan? I don't think I've seen it. Oh, what oh. were you doing in 1999? <laughs> that movie's so good. It's so good. He's it's... Having frosted tips and pretending he was a rapper. I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's before I pretended. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my god, I love she's all that. It's so so much fun. Uh, next, it's so good. It's so good. I mean, it's one of those like so bad it's good kind of things. I love watching she's all that's that. A good cast, though. Yeah, it's such a good cast. You know, actually, who was in it that I don't think you realized? Who? Because you're just foggy. Gabrielle... Foggy. Recently, a fan. No, Dulé Hill. Yes, he was. Uh, He's the token black yeah, guy, basically. Yeah. Besides Usher, the token black. Guy. That is true. The, that is true. Anytime well, I hear that word, I think of um, not another, not another teen. teen movie. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> where like, I was. I'm just token black guy. Yeah. So that's um, where you know Dave has been on his West Wing uh, binge, and we just started. Well, I've watched Psych. it a million times, but we just started Psych. Yeah, Dulé Hill's the man. And so he's on a Dulé Hill kick right now. And I was like, I know that you probably didn't realize that he was in She's All That. Nope, definitely not. Uh, this bit of news, I love these two actors. I hate that they're going to play these people. Uh, so Sebastian Stan and Lily James have been cast as Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. 
Yeah, like who cares? <laughs> Ryan, I don't think That's you like any I of felt. this news today. I, I just don't know why this movie needs to be made. I don't know why. I just don't get it. Is this <laughs> off of a book? I believe so. I mean, they're not even together anymore, so. Well, it's about their time together. Yeah, but. Mm. Was it that major that needs a movie? Yeah. So the, it's actually, a li- actually, no, I'm sorry. It's not a movie. It's a limited series for Hulu. So I have the premise here. Pam and Tommy will revolve around the couple's tabloid fodder relationship, including the sex, the scandal that emerged when their honeymoon sex tape was stolen and leaked to the public. Jesus Christ. Stolen and leaked. I wonder. The operative word. I wonder. I wonder what Disney thinks about this. What do you mean? Sebastian Stan. Is there a winter soldier? <laughs> oh, yeah. But he's still got to take adult roles. So I mean, just coming. He was in Itania. He's in other things that. Yeah, I guess you're right. Because the reason I was the reason I was thinking about that is because I actually saw a Netflix show, uh, the the holiday movies that made us, and they did a thing on Elf. Uh huh. And Elf came out after Old School, but was filmed before Old School. Mm -hmm. And New Line was like um, was worried to shit after Old School came out, and they saw that Will Ferrell on screen, and they're like, "What are we gonna do with this?" We're not gonna have that Will Ferrell on our screen. What are we gonna do? And they went like paranoid about it, and they almost re-edited. I even the movie. feel like Will Ferrell is in old school, but he's really not in it as much as you think he is. I don't like old school, so because I'm I a... feel like Vince Vaughn, like Jeremy, P- like they have, they're more active, I guess. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, uh, that's coming soon to Hulu. And then the last bit of news: uh, only Jenny, will, Leah was gonna join us today, but he was it was feeling a little under the weather, not COVID, but um, <laughs> Jenny, Jenny will. We'll get this one. So, Promising Young Woman was submitted as a comedy or musical at the Golden Globes. Oh, okay. Interesting. Right? I've seen it. I'm the only one that's seen it here. Yeah. And I, and I praised it. It's, it's, but it's not a drama. No, it's a very, it's a dark yeah. comedy. But just the subject of, you know, yeah. rape. Surprise, they went in that direction. Uh and it may run people the wrong way when they actually see the movie next week when it comes out. But, yeah, just wanted to share that. And then let's get into what we watched. Um, I'll kick it off. I rewatched a lot of Christmas movies, good and bad. I also rewatched DCEU, the entire DCEU. Ryan, can I, give you, can I give you some thoughts, Ryan? Go for it. Suicide Squad fucking sucks. <laughs> the entirety or even the beginning? The beginning. You got me for 15 minutes. I I remember when Jenny and I saw it, how blinded I was by by Margo, Margo's performance. And that still holds up. That's still really good. But she's so much better in Birds of Prey that it makes this performance not as solid. Well, but in, in Suicide Squad, she's supporting here. You know, I mean, she's a lead supporting. But like, she's the lead. Her, the story is not <laughs> her story. Per yeah, se. you know, like now in Birds of Prey, she gets to show show off more charisma for the character and more. Also, I mean, I'll just tout it. Written by a woman. But yeah, big difference. Cool. Hot hot take, Ryan. Um, I hadn't seen it in a very long time. I think it had been since like 2017 that I saw Suicide Squad. I think we're a little too hard on Joy Leto. Okay, I can see it. I think we're a little too hard on him. He's not. I think it's just the look. I think that's what. Yeah, he's not Joaquin. He's not Heath. He's not Jack. But he's not as bad as everyone makes it out to be. I think Jenny walked in on a scene. Yeah. And I don't. You don't think he was that bad, right? No, I just think. I mean, because Jared Leto is not a bad actor. 
So wow. he's an Oscar winner. Yeah, like he's not a bad actor. So I just think you know he's doing. This was the direction mm-hmm. that they wanted to take, and so yeah, he was doing what he was told, and this was his his take on it. But like ultimately, the actor has to abide by what's written in the script and yep. the direction he's given. I mean, he can ad lib and maybe say, "Oh, I think I should do this and I do that," and send rats to people or whatever he did. But yeah. it doesn't, you know. Um, in the end, it's what's on the cutting room floor, right? That you get to see. Agreed. Man of Steel oh is gosh. still Man of Steel. Is that <laughs> anyone that knows? Yeah. yeah. So I walked in on David watching this, and I had only seen it once before, and, and actually once was enough for me. Um, so, like, it was so all of the destruction, just everything was so loud. And then when you go to when they're just talking, it's so. Um, so low like you can't i hate hear. that in movies yeah when that happens in movies and television it pisses me off the most like yeah. i really noticed it like significantly and it was just like why is this so loud when like all this destruction is happening and then it goes to cut to lois and and clark, clark. talking in a field or i don't know wherever and it was so low i was like what are they saying yeah henry cavill is harrison over- ford talking yeah the <laughs> henry, Ca- henry cavill is a really good superman i do I will yeah say that. i definitely don't i mean he's it's definitely my just Second favorite. Don't you dare say he's better than Christopher Reeve. No, I wouldn't say he's better than Christopher Reeve, but I would. It's a different performance, though. It's a different. <sighs> oh my god! That's her. That's it's Jennyism for saying that it's her yep, version. Yep, that's of exactly better. what I was <laughs> going to no, say. No, 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 because Christopher Reeve is nostalgia. That's Christopher like Reeve classic. was actually fantastic. But and it's a and it's a totally different Christopher... movie. Like Superman yeah, one's is, good, one's not. That's exactly, well, no, that's exactly what it is. is that's Superman what I said. is fantastic. I didn't say Superman wasn't good. That's what I'm saying. It's two I told different you, movies. I watched Man of Steel once, and it was enough for me. Yeah, Zack Snyder just says yeah. But whatever. I don't think Henry Cavill's bad. No, like, he's I great. He's good. I think he's really good. Um, but again, it's what they're given to work with. Batman v Superman is still Batman v Superman, but the extended cut is actually, I would say, probably Zack Snyder's best movie outside of Watchmen. I think you, if you guys haven't yeah. seen the three hour cut, it's actually pretty solid wonder woman's still great and everything else after that is still great yeah. and then i saw one of the worst movies of the year i saw songbird the pandemic movie that michael bay produced oh yeah that wasn't good at all it's my coworker of, showed me the trailer for that and one, i was like oh it looks good it's one of the most but boring no. movies i've ever seen in my life it made 84 minutes feel like two and a half hours oh my god cool. so the movie essentially is there's no explosion if that's what you're expecting it's literally a movie about it's a, a guy that's trying to get his girlfriend out of a uh pandemic disease camp like they anyone that has this disease is covid or whatever they call right, cause it because her movie. mom got it right yeah, if so, i remember from the trailer and then they come looking for her and then she has to go because her mom had it even though she probably didn't have yep, it so archie had to get like her her out it's it's terrible and then mandalorian which we'll <laughs> talk about in a second jenny did you see anything this week i watched the Mandalorian. Um, I've been rewatching Psych, and oh, and I actually just finished yesterday the last episode of The Flight Attendant with Kaylee Cuoco, and it on HBO Max. And um, it actually, so it was gonna start to be just a limited series, but it got renewed for season two. So it's based off of a book. So my assumption is this whole first season was based off of the book, and now they're gonna kind of go off page and continue it on. So I'm looking forward to it. It's it's pretty good. I enjoyed it. Ryan, what Watch about it. you? Uh, we finished Saved by the Bell. 
What do you um, think? We like the I like the ending. Um and I love the old school cast episode. I love that episode. Favorite episode. Um also I've watched Big Mouth. First um, time? No, I caught up on it. Okay. And then uh uh season one of Cobra Kai. Come on, let us know. I enjoy the shit out of it. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. It's uh, Casey, did you I guess you watched that too? Nope. No, no, oh. I was because uh, I haven't finished. Even though you don't have to see any of the other Karate Kids do, or anything, you, you do now. You do now. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I haven't. So I told Ryan to just start it, and then I'll catch up. But no, no. no what I mean only... is, well, she only has oh. to watch two. Yeah. So what I mean is, uh, you I don't watch two. now. You know, okay. they mentioned. So by the time this comes out, I think we can talk a little bit. No, but you can talk about it. It was in the trailer. Okay, so season two, I mean this new season One three. One person was in this trailer. Yeah, so, so you can talk about. That so one. this season three, um, actually has important characters from part two. So you will need to see part Got two. It. Yeah. And then later on, there is a mention of part three, but it's not really that important. But you should know for context what he's talking about. But I it. do find that the show yeah. does like the flashbacks to the movies really well where it'll mm-hmm. integrate it like it shows you scenes from the movies so even if you didn't watch two you'd still be fine like you would get the next i season. think you should watch two yeah i but okay. i think you, when you watch a showcase <laughs> two on netflix one is better though uh yeah i think so yeah one's the best but i will say i think cobra kai is better than karate kid like the whole series i think it's a better hmm. it's better right, than it the karate kid it goes, One and then Cobra Kai. Yeah, it's so it's so deep in like character development. It's so good. I, I case when you watch it, I think you'll really dig it. Okay. Anything? Cool. Anything else, Ryan? Uh, no, that's Mandalorian. It. And Mandalorian. Uh, what about you, Case? Literally, only watched Mandalorian and the Save by the Bell reboot. And I like the Save by the Bell reboot. It's cute. It's obviously it. It's supposed to appeal to. Probably like a little bit of people our age, but probably more people um, like the kids age. It was just funny. I was like laughing at some of the topics they brought up. I'm like, this is really so much vulgar, like more vulgar than when we were growing up. Like the Saved by the Bell then versus now. I'm like, huh. They had bikini contests though. Like, Yeah, but that was like. I don't know. I was just like laughing at things. I was like, wow, time really does change. And then I felt super old that I was even thinking that. So, um, but I did laugh because in the last episode, um, what is uh, Zach's son's name? Why can I not remember it off the... Yeah, like Mac. Mac. Mac yeah. yeah, Mac. Mac is like looking at his phone. He goes, oh, something about coronavirus. And then just puts it like off or whatever. And you're like, huh, it's going to be interesting. And then they go, they go to share with- a... Uh, milkshake. Yeah, the, yeah. Then they go to share a milkshake, and you're like laughing because you're like, all right, they're obviously setting up season two to being part of the pandemic. And then we watched Mandalorian, and yes. that was that was really it. I've been busy pretty much all every night this week, so I haven't had time to really sit down and do anything. Alrighty, so let's get into the Mandalorian. This is full spoiler. If you haven't watched the Mando, you can fast forward a few minutes here. Uh, Everybody dies. <laughs> yeah, I will say I want to felt that way. I want to touch on episode seven because I thought it was for some for an episode that's more subdued. I thought it was very very strong. It felt very uh, Quentin Tarantino ish because you have a lot of dialogue driven uh, within the episode, especially when they're in the um, uh, the Empire when they're dropped off when they're trying to get the the code to where the 
where uh, Moff Gideon is. And okay. Yeah. Bill Burr is having that discussion. He's having like a PTSD moment talking about like his time at the war. I thought that was really, really solid stuff. Um, the coordinates. Yeah. Sorry. The coordinates. You know what I really liked? And I'm I don't know. We've word. never seen this before. I like the fact that the Empire was celebrating something. They never celebrate. Yeah, that's true. They're Even, like, yeah, one truck got through. Woo. And it's funny because <laughs> it felt like they needed that win because it had been they they lost, you know, two Death Stars. The Empire in Empire Strikes but Back. Did they need that win? They're the bad guys. No, but to them, they needed I know, that. I know. They needed that win. So it was like a fun, fun thing to see just them celebrating. But well, it was a different side, right? Because you got to see a different side to the whole, to them, right? We're so used to seeing it very stoic, very um, serious, very life or death, just very like grim. Yeah. I, I, but overall, it was great. But to the finale. And essentially, these people are just in a cult that they're following. Yeah, essentially, yeah, because there's no real leader. I mean, the, the... Imagine being a cult over a leader of, like, a country or something, and, like, people just really loving that leader and, like, thinking they're amazing, even though the leader keeps losing. Like, no. imagine. Imagine living in a world like that. Man, I, can't I, I can't even imagine. Can't what imagine. is that like? I can't imagine a world like that. I, just, I, wonder, uh, I wonder what it's I'm like. I'm just, just glad it will never happen here. Right? Never. So. No. You'll never have never, someone lose by almost 8 million votes and still think he won that's that'll never yeah. never happen here uh but yeah. regarding the finale uh so ryan and jenny i was half right i did predict the skywalker i just got the wrong one you did yeah which we... skywalker did you say it was uh, so I'm my I'm... so my my prediction last week and like i felt really strongly about it was the fact that we saw leia train and Rise of Skywalker after Return of the Jedi with young Luke. So uh, I'm like, oh, true, it would have yeah. been it would have been really dope if we see Leia come in as a Jedi, just kick ass and kind of see what happens with her between then and when she becomes a general. But my hot take was that Leia's recast because she's gonna get recast one day anyway. Um Yeah. And who knows, maybe they would have done Leia had Carrie Fisher lived because yeah. Mark Hamill came and voiced it. Yeah. So it so. could have been that. But unfortunately, we, I mean, not unfortunately, no, because what we it, got was fucking incredible. Awesome. Uh, the whole episode. I think it worked better. Yeah. The whole episode, actually, I don't know if you guys agree, felt like a series finale more than a season finale. Yeah. It did. And that's why I was really confused at, now I'm kind of jumping forward, at the end credit scene. Because mm-hmm. I was like, wait, is that where they're taking the Mandalorian? Like, after this? Or is it is that a whole different skew for a second? I was just so confused. So that because, actually got like, spoiled for me on social media. Oh. That part. That so, end credit. Oh, no. So I actually think that you, at first, when Jenny and I first saw I'm like, oh, it's going to be a spinoff. I think you're, yeah. you are actually more on the nose there. I actually think season three will be the book of... Of 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 Boba, Boba Fett, yep. and Boba I think Fett, yeah. because he is a Mandalorian, it doesn't specify yeah. that we have to be with this Mandalorian. We could touch on but that Mandalorian Pedro story, Pascal. but I don't care about and, this. And Grogu, don't say that. A lot of people care about Boba Fett. Well, they can care, but I know that I, I don't. <laughs> um, a lot of people love Boba Fett, um, but overall, the episode yeah. was so incredible. The moment that we saw the Jedi, I actually. I was like, I wonder who it is because I saw the X-Wing and I'm like, oh, my God, am I going to be right? And then I saw the green lightsaber yeah. and I'm like, oh, my God, I think it's fucking Luke. And then he's well, like, that's that part got um, when the door opened and he took his hood off and it saw, saw it was Luke. That was the part on TikTok 
that I saw that got ruined for me. And I was like, that's literally, I could have seen anything else and been okay with it. The, the ending, I was like, why would you do that to me? So the whole time I'm like, Ryan, just wait for it. Just wait. You're never going to guess who it is. And he didn't, he didn't guess who it was. I'm glad that they showed him because I was worried that they were going to just leave like a hooded Mm -hmm. figure and we weren't going to see it. And then it was going to be like, Oh, to go back to what Jenny said real quick. We didn't care about Mando for a little bit. And now we do. So what's to say that good direction with Boba won't make us care even more in the next season if, they, if that's the direction they go? I mean, I didn't care. I had this conversation with a coworker yesterday. I didn't care that much about Boba until now because I first I was one of those guys that was like, oh, yeah, Boba's kick ass. And then I had a conversation with David who gave me that break glass moment. So now I'm like, OK, I see what you talk about. But now I'm like, oh, no, wait, no, now he's badass again. And Pedro, so I can, and now sorry to cut you off, right? He did thank mm-hmm. everybody on his Instagram. Jenny showed me. Yeah. So that's so what, it felt very final when he thanked them all. But wait, he did. Now I'm going over there. Yeah, it's, he yeah. did on his Instagram. So no, <laughs> but it didn't say it like he wasn't like I won't see you ever again. So but there remember yeah. those contract talks. Well, yeah, that and I also read, and this was after we spoke last week, right, about all the news that came out. There is the plan is that Mandalorian. Asuka, Ahsoka, 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 and <laughs> I, the other show that's taking place within the world, The Mandalorian, to come together for one big sh- uh, series, kind of like uh, the Defenders. They might. So, it's the uh, Marvelification of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, because that's like every article that came out on Friday and Saturday. That's fine. It's okay. This weekend, it like all came out. They're like Star Wars has become has be- begun their marvelification perfectly which, perfectly fine with that and everybody else was fine you know most of the articles were very positive and i mean look why why are you going to mess with a formula if it works it works why not do it you build so much of a franchise off of it yeah no i agree uh and then the big moment when oh, mando showed his face to grogu yeah Oh, that yeah, that's that's yeah. You. Like Kevin Smith is online crying about it, and I'm like, oh, I don't think I'll cry. And then like, I'm like, oh my god, I'm tearing up. It was so, so cute. It was so cute. And then like he wouldn't let him it go. It was just touching. It was such a beautiful moment. Jenny, what do you think? I thought it was cute. Yeah, I thought it was cute. I mean, I didn't tear up, but I thought it was really. Jenny cute. has no soul. No, I do, but I thought That's it was all. very poignant, and I thought it was really, you know, I think they both taught each other something. Mm-hmm. And I think they learned a lot. And, um, you know, I'm hoping that it's not a forever goodbye. It doesn't seem like it will be, but it still hurts nonetheless. And, yeah. But I think, you know, he knew this was what he needed to do for him. He had to let him go. And um, and he showed him his face so that he wouldn't forget. Like, he'd know who he was. Ryan, what do you think? <sighs> Yeah, I got teary-eyed. I was teary-eyed the moment that Luke showed up, and I was teary-eyed the minute that you realize they're splitting. So, yeah, I, I really, really saw think, the screen. I really didn't think they were going to. I thought they at the last second they would have, like, okay, he's going to stay with Mando. Uh, Casey, you cried too, right? Well, I got teared up, including – I'm so weird when – the part that actually got to me too was all of a sudden then R two D two showed up. That got and I was me like, too. Oh my god! Yes, yes, I was like, yes. look at the R two and Luke, and they got into the elevator on the 
Mando took off his mask. It was just a whole like ride of like a roller coaster of emotions because you're like, oh well, he's going with Luke, so hopefully he's gonna be okay. And then Mando took off his mask, so you know Grogu could see him without the mask. And then they all got into the elevator and shut the door, and you're like, <sighs> and Mando was crying, and you're yeah, like, oh, oh my, my gosh, God. forget it. Like, like I t- just it was everything. That's like a top. T- 15 Star Wars moment like ever. It has to be. It has to be. Did you see that so meme good. that's going around where like it's like J.J. Abrams at the time yeah. Yeah. So it's like yeah. I can't you can't appease the old fans and do like new stuff or whatever the quote was and then there's a picture of John Favreau saying hold my beer. I will say pe- <laughs> I, I yeah. seen a few people bitch about oh here we go again you're bringing the Skywalkers in. And I'm like, no, you're not. Well, no, not really. No, you're because not. that's it. You had to give him. Like, no. Who else would have been the proper Jedi Leia. to take him? Well, I no, thought it was. But, but in so reality, I... like, especially knowing that there are not enough Jedi left. Until the Ahsoka show got announced, I would have said it was like, this is like As- EU. This is uh, As- from Rebels, Ezra, because he's associated with Ahsoka. But once the show was announced i'm like no that's when my leia idea came it has to be someone big or or if he and hadn't died because he's he started he was training his own jedis he was doing that so like it all connects because we you know we weren't gonna know that grogu was one of his students grogu was one of Wait. his students go ahead right does grogu get hurt when uh kylo ren makes the building fall then what do you mean i don't know in the very end, like when oh. Kylo Ren, when he gets all pissed off, he makes the building fall and makes the temple come down. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Hopefully we'll find out or we're never going to know. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe it's going to be that one just of those hit me. we won't know. Because I don't think they're connecting anything to that trilogy. I was going to. So, like, uh, do you think we're ever going to see Grogu again? Yes. Oh, or, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Do, do, right? I would be shocked right. if we don't. I don't know where, but I. I no, I, they're going to have to. It's a cash cow. Yeah. There's no it's, way that. But do you think we'll see Mando? Like, you think we'll see Mando, but not at the extent, right? That we just saw him now, right? Or do you think he's going to play a big part in the the book of Boba Fett? I think Mando will take a big part in the book of Fett. That's okay. my personal opinion. But I don't think he'll be the star. The, the star. I think it's going to be Boba's yeah. show. It's funny because I yeah. was thinking, and I'm I'm sitting there watching, and I'm like, oh my god, that's Jabba's palace, but then. Job yeah, I not... said that too to Ryan. I was like, "Wait, how did I know that?" Though at the same time, <laughs> I trained you, young paddle. And, is, it, young paddle. It, and is, is this similar to Rogue One? Is this the most badass Luke Skywalker has ever been? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. he just kicked ass. But yeah, the Mandalorian. I'm I'm sad. Real it's quick, gone. yeah, go ahead. Uh, I thought of this to solve the Black Blade situation. You gave it to Ahsoka, and then have Ahsoka and the other Mandalorian battle it out for it. Because she wants the Black Blade as well. Well, they are on friendly terms in the Clone War series, so I don't. That would be an interesting dynamic if they bring them into the Ahsoka series. So it, I think we're at the point now where there's so much Star Wars, we're not going to know everything. <laughs> because I, <laughs> I try to, I take pride in like knowing a lot of the movie stuff, but at this point, there's so much Star Wars, I don't even know everything anymore. Um, yeah, and that covers the Mandalorian. We have to wait a year, but at least next month we get Wandavision. So nice, which will be an interesting. I like the concept of like this idea where she's creating her old uh, parallel universe and dealing with like her PTSD with losing vision. I think that's gonna so interesting. And um, 
Falcon and Winter Soldier. I don't, Ryan, I, I don't know if you knew this, but there is a Captain America, not in the comics, but I think there's a backstory to the Captain America Super Soldier Serum before um, Steve Rogers. Did you know that? Uh, I think I heard about that somewhere. Um, I'm trying to get his name, and I'm curious to what you think about this. Um, give me one second. Let me see if I could pull up his name. Unfortunately, Isaiah Bradley. So he was the Captain America. He had the Super Soldier Serum before Steve Rogers. And in the trailer to the Falcon and Winter Soldier, he was talking. Uh, Anthony Mackie was talking about like how the Captain America has a very, I guess, I, I think a complicated past. So I wonder if they're going to touch on that. It would be very interesting. That would be. And it would be ideal that he's the one that goes back and looks at the past because Isaiah Bradley is African-American as well. So it'd be I'm very curious to where that show is going. But before we get into our top 10 Christmas movies, let's do some taglines. Oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! I'm going to fail. I have a few taglines here and I don't know who to give the easy ones to. But let's see. Jennifer, you ready? All Christmas. The spirit will move you in odd and hysterical ways. In odd and hysterical ways. It's clearly a comedy. The spirit. Um, I don't know. Any guesses, Rye? Scrooge? Yes. Uh, That's what I was going to say, Scrooge. That's the only way I I could think of. I've only really seen that once. Hold up. Hold up. Yeah. Oh, oh, are we pulling David the, divo- in the tally the divo- now? The divorce card? <laughs> the divorce yes, tally. I've only seen it with you because of Bill Murray. That movie's incredible. What? Yeah. It's okay. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's on my oh, cup of tea. Oh, no. Sorry, Ryan, guys. Good night, everybody. I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Safe to say that's not her favorite. You know how I feel about Bill Murray. Definitely not her number one. No. It's not... The movie itself, we even take Bill Murray out of it. Just the ghost, well, sorry. No, because he, the ghosts are original is as all hell. The main person. The story's original. It's fun as all hell. It's take. <laughs> I, oh, I'll get it. Ugh. Yep. No, I'm with I'm with you, Ryan. I am with you. <laughs> um, next up, Ryan. A tribute to the original, traditional, 100% red-blooded, two-fisted, all-American Christmas. Santa with muscles. <laughs> no. Casey, any guesses? I'm sorry, can you repeat that? A tribute to the original, traditional, 100% red-blooded, two-fisted, all-American Christmas. I that First of all, that's an extremely long tagline. Second of all, I honestly have no idea. A Christmas story. Really? Yeah. That's the tagline for a Christmas story? It's one of the few. It actually has a few, but I figured to pick that one because it's the funniest one. That's uh, hilarious. Um, I'm sad I didn't get right. Ryan, I'll, get, I'll go back to you on this one. You've never seen Santa quite like this before. I'm going with my with the same one, Santa with muscles. No, I'll give you the Santa with muscles is not on any of them. Okay. Never seen Casey, Santa any, quite like... any guesses, Case? 
Uh, you've never seen Santa quite like this before? We've talked about this movie just recently with this, Alex. The Santa Claus? Yes, that is the Santa Claus. Yeah, I was like, that's the only thing I could think of. That's the only movie we just talked about. <laughs> Jenny, Tim Burton's classic returns in 3D. A Nightmare Before Christmas? Yes. <laughs> Obviously, that is not the original tagline, but that one's even more obvious in this one. Ryan, you ready for this one? Listening. Holy cow. <laughs> I was honestly waiting for more. Um, That's it. Holy cow. Um, I don't know. Little drummer boy. I'm just throwing one out there. Home Alone. Home Alone. Terrible. Uh, Casey, you get the benefit of the easiest one of the day. A mailman reveals oh, the origin of Santa Claus. Santa Claus is coming to town? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Jennifer, the man behind the miracle is bringing you laughter, tenderness, joy, as your heart has never known before. God, who directed the miracle? Yeah. Uh, say it again. The man behind the miracle is bringing you laughter, tenderness, joy, such as your heart has never known before. Miracle on 34th Street. Correct. Oh, wow. <laughs> and last one, Ryan. Wonderful news about wonderful people in a wonderful picture. It's a wonderful love. It's a wonderful laugh. It's a wonderful life. There you go. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so Taglines back in the day were a little different. Let's just say that. All yeah. right. So that wraps up this segment. Let's get into the top 10 so how was this for you guys was it easy or hard ryan uh the uh best was easy worst was hard yeah i actually said the same thing i realized i watch a lot of garbage christmas movies so jenny what about you yeah i think i i have my favorites that i always gravitate to so i feel like for my best that that definitely was really easy to list off but the same hard was like i've also seen a lot of bad Christmas movies and it was just more like what have I seen the most that really irks me more mm -hmm. um, and that's what made the list. Case, what about you? Um, my best was really hard. Really? Because I have so many. Yeah, I have so many that I like and there's so many that I kind of gravitate to um, and I tend to stay away from, and this is my problem, I tend to stay away from watching new ones or maybe ones that I know aren't like I've heard aren't great. So the worst was really hard for me because I really have, I really don't stray away and I need to get better about maybe like trying to watch the bad ones or the ones that are supposedly bad. So I, I was good. I was good with my best. It was hard with my worst. I think Jenny's so. going to have some bad ones that I actually really like on this list, unfortunately. <laughs> so I'll kick it off with Jen. What do you have for your 10 through six worst? Um, Okay. God. <laughs> okay. Um my number 10 and it's only it's number 10 because it's it's a it's not a great movie but I enjoy it cuz I also grew up with it. Sort of a worse though, right? Yeah, worse. Okay. But it's not really a good movie. But whatever. I like it for the bad. Anyway. Uh Jingle All the Way. 
Oh, I love Jingle All the Way. No I way. No, I like no. Jingle All the Way, but that's why it's number 10 it's because not it's bad. not as bad as these other movies. Um, and it, it is what it is, and I enjoy it. I Tannic don't know. and Skywalker, it's nostalgia. man. Um, and number <laughs> nine is the Star Wars Holiday Special. No, don't you dare. Uh. Do- but it's not good. <laughs> Compare Star Wars. It's oh not good. You it's, can't- it's so good. It's no, B. Arthur it's- owning a bar. Yes, but it's not really good. And then you got the Lego one that just came out, which was fun too. Um, oh my God. Well, maybe that one is better. I don't know. Or is it a, a shot for shot? No. To be no, completely honest, better, right? I saw it. I actually like the bad, the, the bad quote unquote one? bad one more. Oh, okay. It's more nostalgic for me. Uh, my yeah. number eight. This is where the divorce papers get signed. Jack Frost. Do uh, you disrespect Michael Keaton like that? It's it's not one of Michael Keaton's best movies. Let's be real. Spoiler alert, Jenny, it's on mine. <gasps> yeah, Casey! Spoiler alert, it's on mine as well. <laughs> and, Ryan! And actually, I have se- I've seen this movie a lot because oh, I felt like it was always on TV I or like on Jack cable. It's so, so I, good. I, I can't divorce all of us. I'm it's sorry. So yeah. Good. So I watched so it. Uh, my number seven is for anyone that watches Netflix Christmas movies because I was really bummed. This was like not as good as I was hoping. Uh, a Christmas Prince, Royal Baby. A royal baby. Uh, it's the third Christmas Prince movie. And, I don't know what that is. And so, well, the first that one. That was Vanessa Hudgens. No, that's the Princess Switch. No. But the oh, second. And the second one just came out this year. The Princess Switch switched again. And those actually Switch. aren't that bad. Those are pretty good. Um, but the Christmas Prince was good. And the, the second one was good. And this is the third one. And you could tell they just all really phoned it in here. Like the writing just it everything just like the performances are really bad um so the third movie made my list and my number six is daddy's home too the fuck is oh is that the with uh, mark Wahlberg and will ferrell and john lithgow and uh mel gibson it is a christmas movie technically or at it least is. centered around christmas it is and it was not good i feel like the first one was a little bit better of a film so and it's not it's just not good ryan take it away uh number 10 the Santa Claus 3. God damn you. It, it's bad, brother. <laughs> it's not. It has to be on your list, David. It, it's not on my list. It's not on your list? No, I don't disrespect the Santa Claus. Oh, but it's uh, the Santa Claus 3, not the Santa Claus. Part of the trilogy, man. Part of the trilogy. Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, number 9, Home Alone 3. Yes, it's a lot higher on my list. <laughs> number 8, we like I said, Jack Frost. Oh, good, number 8. Number seven, Bad Santa 2. And number six, I'm probably going to get some heat for this one, Polar Express. Goodbye, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan. I, <laughs> goodbye, Ryan. You are. I, a, I don't consider it worst, but it's not a movie that I really like either. You, so I, I think look, it's so overrated. I couldn't you, stand it the first time I saw it. I actually are, think it's a little slow and boring. You are all terrible human beings. and I hope. But I, but I wouldn't put it because there are a lot of people that really love it. Yeah, and like I the hear person the, sitting next to you. I know. I, I, know, I don't have it. none either of my list but, if anybody wants to know. So. <laughs> and obvi- like, I've heard the book is really good. So as a book, I think I'd like it more, but like as a movie, I just found it really slow and boring. Yeah, and I just—it's not my cup yeah, of tea. Yeah, that's terrible. But it's not worse. It's not my. It's not my worst. Casey, what about you? Uh, all right. So let's do a full disclaimer of my list. Somehow, anytime I am honored to be asked to be on, <laughs> I have to put my list together in like five seconds. So everyone. Hold off on the judging, because this is all I could come up with. (laughs) Um, Number 10, we've already talked about it, Jack Frost. I don't hate it. 
it's just super sad. <laughs> it is sad. It gets me. It is sad. Yeah. Um, nine is Deck the Halls. Okay. Mm-hmm. I remember not liking it. I think I've seen it like two or three times and I just don't care for it. Eight, and this is where Ryan and I get divorced, so pick the tally up. Um, Jingle All the Way. Uh, <laughs> seven is Home Alone 3. And six is the Santa Claus 3. You guys need to stop. <laughs> with the santa claus hate <laughs> it is unbelievable it's not that they're just not as good as the first one again i don't think they're these are terribly okay my number one is like the and two are actually and okay my one two and three are one and four are ones that i actually thought were terrible five and below are just ones that i've seen that i just don't care for so right. they're not like bad i just don't care for them Alrighty. so my 10 through actually do my 10 through two and then roll it back to casey so my 10 is surviving christmas that's the Ben Affleck and James Gandolfini movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, full disclosure, I'm a huge Sopranos fan. So when I saw he was making a movie with the guy from Goodwill Hunting, I was like, oh, my God, this should be fun. It's very like it's bad. It's not that it's bad. It's just like not in good, good. spirits. Like it's very like nasty. It's on my each- list, too. Yeah, it's like they're so nasty to each other. For I mean, I guess they were trying to be you know, in the know in terms of comedy wise. I didn't like it. It, it. Ironic. That's his first movie after Gigli. So he was on a bad streak. Uh, next up at Bad Santa 2, Ryan nailed it. That movie is absolute garbage, even though, like, I love the first one. I, it's not in my top 10 favorite, but, like, it's still a very, very solid film. Uh, my number seven, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. <laughs> what? When I was looking at lists, I kept seeing this one, and it just looks terrible. You guys should what watch it. What are you it. watching at, like, 5 a.m. when you get up? Well, no, I saw this years ago. I saw this years ago. It was terrible. God, I tried. I with Christmas movies, I actually just try to watch as much Christmas movies as possible. Like I try to find random stuff, and this is a random one that I found one night, and it's it's pretty goddamn terrible. Uh, my number number seven. seven and six are actually the same movie, just released in different years: Black Christmas two thousand nine and Black Christmas two thousand six. Absolute garbage. Especially since I love the original Black Christmas so much. The, these two are just absolute disasters and just two of the worst remakes of all time. Um, next up, the Nutcracker 3D. This actually came out during the time that everything was coming out in 3D. I think it was like 2009. And this movie, I don't think they've ever gotten a Nutcracker right. I can't think. Maybe there was a Macaulay Culkin Nutcracker in like the 90s. And that was okay. But that's about it. They've never gotten it right. Uh, next up. Casey, this is where I think Jenny divorces me. Number four, Uh-oh. Love Actually. Oh no, that's okay. It's to each their own, but it's a fantastic fucking movie. Casey, is it a good movie? Eh, it is. It nope, nope. <gasps> I gotta. De- I wow. decline. I'm sorry, Jenny. Love it's Actually. Terrible. Love Actually is one of the worst. It does have boring. some questionable things, but overall, the message. The message is: is I can good. cheat on my wife, and everything's gonna be okay. The message is... No, that scene is heartbreaking. The, Alan Rickman. Exactly. How dare you? R.I.P. But that Joni Mitchell song is fire. Like, you feel that emotion. No. And then... So, that Whatever. movie gives you that message. That, mes- that message gives you that it's okay to cheat on your wife. The no, movie it also wasn't condoning it. The movie also says it's okay for your best friend to kiss his boy's girl. That's also... Well, she technically kissed him. 
doesn't so, matter who kissed who. It's not right. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I'm just saying, like, I'm just laying the blame. So if I kiss David, that's okay, Jenny. Is that what we're getting at? Because I'm going to come to your house and kiss David then. That's going to be Fuck it. you are. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, right. I was actually going to be like, well, I get, I mean, but it would be more your fault if you kissed him. Now, if David, David was, and I will mutually agree to kiss now, each other. Now, if David was, like, leading you on in text messages and, like, things like that, then that's a different story because then there's blame both there. It's wrong either Whatever. way. Whatever. Anyway, we... we... <laughs> point, point of the story is that this movie was hyped up by Jenny and former hosts on the show. And, like, I watched it and I was like, well, this is fucking boring and it sucks and it has a terrible message. So, I don't it's know not really why. really your type of movie anyway. Yeah. I like good movies. Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> Number th- number three, Santa with muscles. I wish nice. Jenny. I need Jenny to see this I movie. I don't want to watch that. Do you want to know Jenny, who stars? I mean, you just gotta see it once. Just <laughs> please. <laughs> Do you want to know who stars in Santa uh, with muscles? You already made me watch Santa, Small Town Santa with Dean Kane. No, this is better. That Do you know? Enough. Do you know who stars in Santa with muscles? Oh, Arnold, Jean Claude Van Damme, Damme, Steven Seagal, Hulk Hogan. Nope, nope, nope. Oh, Keller brother Hogan. All right, oh, all right, God. brother. That's all I gotta all right, say. Brother. And number two, what you I gonna do? <laughs> number two, I put it as worse because Jenny and I were actually hyped up for this movie, and when we saw it in theaters, not only were we were disappointed, it was just such a morbid Christmas movie. Was it, it kinda Love goes, the Coopers? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I almost put that on my list, but then I was like, no, I think I have a few worse than that. But yeah, it was really, it was such a letdown. This is so depressing, guys. I think it was we one left of, the theater really bummed. Yeah, we were like, oh, that right? that wasn't good. Because we were like, okay, it's November. Here comes this year's Christmas movie. Yeah, the movie. trailer looked a lot better. Happy Go Lucky. And like, I'm, we're watching it and we're like, well, this is really fucking depressing. I can't, I can't watch this. Because like, I'll even say, like, I get it. Like, sometimes certain Christmas movies can be on a more serious or sadder end, but it just very much depends on like how it's done. And I, it just wasn't like, it's a wonderful life. I love. It's a very and, depressing morbid and movie. When you, when you really look at the narrative, it can get really sad and stuff, but not, but not really because then you really, it does wrap up. Like you don't know how much you've touched someone's life. Like, and you don't realize that. And, and people showed up for, for him at the end. It was just, yeah, it's different. It's just so different. But Love the Coopers was not not it. Not, not good. It. All right, Case, what's your five through two? Ooh, okay. Um, number five is Santa Claus two. My God, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> like the I robot. said, I just don't care for them. Like we're getting divorced, uh, yeah, Casey. It, oh, <laughs> guess you're not kissing on. him now. Um, yeah, no, we're gonna kiss and make up. It's fine. Number four is Santa with muscles. Yes. Um, I couldn't believe that Ryan made me watch it. I it love was, you, Ryan. I love you. It was just. So, so it was it was just so, so good. I don't even know. Then another movie Ryan made me watch and fell asleep through um was The Nutcracker in the Four Realms. <gasps> is that is that a sequel to The Nutcracker 3D? So fun story. So Alex, Christian, myself, um my buddy Steve, my buddy Lewis, we have a very good story with that. Uh so when we went to Disney a few years ago, uh, we had a long night. We didn't really sleep too well. So we at, at Hollywood Studios and Disney, they usually play previews of movies. And that mm-hmm. day, they just repeat the preview every 15 minutes. And they that day was actually the Nutcracker in the Four Realms. And we all went yeah. in the theater and went to sleep. And we saw oh, that. Nice. We actually saw that trailer, like, I would say, like, 15 times. Oh, my God. Yeah. So yeah, that- it just, it was, uh, you know, with with the cast that was in it, because, um, 
who am I thinking of? Uh, what's her name? Uh, Keira Knightley is in it. And, um, oh gosh, I, I guess I'm like blocking it out. Who was the other woman that I'm trying to think of? Um, is Helen Mirren? Helen Hold Mirren. on. Yeah, Helen Mirren. And she's in it, right? Yeah. So you would think it would be like kind of good, but I don't know. It just, it was very weird. So I just, I don't know. I didn't care for it. Um, and then my number two is again, one that Ryan made me watch and uh, Kind of like David said, I was kind of hyped because the cast seemed good. And you're like, oh, yeah, it was Surviving Christmas. So weird. So um, the premise of it was just, I, I don't even know. But I, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, young Emma Swan from uh, Once Upon a Time was in it. And I was like, oh, look, there's Emma Swan. But I know her name's Jennifer Morrison. But um, definitely thought it was going to be better than it was. And instead, it was awkward and terrible. <laughs> Ryan, what do you got? Number five, Surviving Christmas. <laughs> um, <laughs> I agree with everything you guys have said. Number four, Santa with Muscles. <laughs> yes. Number three, Home Alone 4 Plus. What, wait. So four and what, five. What? Oh, okay. I was like, well, I don't know what 4 Plus is. I think <laughs> they, Disney Plus I think version. They, yeah, I think they actually even made a six, if I'm not mistaken. No, it's five. It's just four five. Five? Yep. All right. Um, and number two, Nutcracker and the five, four, I'm sorry, Four Realms. Aw. Jenny, what do you got? <laughs> my number five Christmas with the Cranks that's terrible it's uh, not great that's a traditional Christmas movie I, know I watch every you, year I love Christmas with <laughs> the Cranks I know it's not great um, number four Santa Claus 3 Mm-mm. this list is trash even though I love Martin <laughs> I love I love Martin Short but yeah he wasn't good in this, this. no he wasn't this, good it's not even that he wasn't the good old... it's just the story the story wasn't i actually like the fact that he takes over as santa claus it was a third movie you could tell it was a third movie um my number three i'll be home for christmas what's that with jonathan taylor thomas oh, you didn't like it not real not as good maybe if i had like grown up i never really watched it i always saw that it was around but i was a big jtt fan back in the day so like I would have probably watched this during that heyday of all these blonde heartthrobs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never really got around to it. And I actually just saw it this year now with David. And it really is not a good movie. I could watch it just to have it in the background, I guess. But, like, I didn't really like it. So, uh, And my number two is Four Christmases. Because I had higher hopes with Vince Vaughn and um, Reese Witherspoon. Because they're both good actors, and I I enjoy them both. Um, but this movie was not not good. Alrighty, and then number one. Number one. What's your number one? Home Alone three. Very good. Because there needed to be nothing past Home Alone two. Case Case, what's your number one? Uh, love actually. <laughs> oh, well done. Yes, Trash. well done. I can't. I I couldn't even get through it. I don't. I don't see. I mean. What year did it come out? Does anybody remember? Because I feel like I think it's 2003. Yeah, because I was gonna say I remember even in high school people really hyping it up, and you know, in the note cards with Andrew Lincoln holding them or whatever the cue cards or whatever they are, and it's like you're perfect to me. I was like, if some guy ever did that to me, I would just be like, please leave. And that my movie doorstep. is almost and, two and a half hours long. Yeah, I couldn't even get. I think I got through like an hour of it, and I was just I was bored, and it wasn't what I thought it was, and. I, so I just turned it off. So I Great. just I had to give it one because I if I can get through it, that's one thing, and I'll maybe give it. But I couldn't even get through it. Right? What do you? What's it your just, number one? My number one is Howard and Kumar's Christmas. Is it really that bad? I've never seen it. Yeah, I, like oh, I man. enjoy. 
I enjoyed the first one extensively. Second one's okay. This one didn't need to be made. And then my number one is Home Alone 3 because I actually was hyped for that because I loved Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2. And as a young, round child, my mom took me to – this is a Christmas Day movie. And we went to the theater, and I said, where's Kevin? Because I was nine or eight when it came out. I was like, where's, where's Kevin? Where are the McAllisters? Who, who is this? Also, marketing was very different back in those days. Marketing was like movie phone and like newspapers it remind, and TV. It reminded me of a movie I actually do love a lot, Halloween 3. It was just poorly mismarketed. Yeah. And but it's this time around it's actually just a trash movie. There's nothing what's the kid's name? Alex Alex D. Lins. Alex D. Lins, yeah. I, everything about it is just trash. It was like a rinse and repeat type of thing. And yeah, that movie has not aged well. I haven't seen it. I think I gave it a shot like five years ago and it's just really, really miserable. I guess what goes online is just my reaction as a kid to it and my expectations. So yeah. Trash. Mine now let's get to the best. Let's let's end this with some high notes. And I'll kick this one off because I have a few honorable mentions. Um Die Hard, because Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Uh Gremlins, because Gremlins is a Christmas movie. And I try to keep this ten traditional Christmas movies, but I did want to give love to Gremlins and Die Hard. Uh a Flintstones Christmas Carol. Uh nice. The Nightmare Before Christmas. And Ryan, I got you. Jingle all the way. Nice. And Christmas with the Cranks. Because <laughs> I know Christmas with the Cranks is bad, but I fucking enjoy watching that movie every year for its cheese. All right. So my number 10, I actually did a tie because I couldn't pick between both. Uh, Miracle on 34th Street and Miracle on 34th Street. <laughs> because I actually do love both of them. I'll allow it. Yeah, I do. I really do love both of them. The first one is an Oscar winner at, uh, for Best Supporting Actor. But I there's, there's a charm with the 1994 one. And Dylan McDermott is really solid in it. And what's her name? I always forget her name. Mara Wilson. She's so great. From Matilda? Yeah. She is so great in it. And uh, it's the re- a big reason. This is the movie that have, had me discover who Kenny G was. And that always gets an extra <laughs> extra credit. <laughs> who doesn't love a good little Kenny G in her life? I love Kenny G. Kenny G is a man. Uh, my number nine is The Muppets Christmas Carol. So low. Spoiler alert, it's not the only Christmas Carol movie on this list because I have a soul. Uh, <laughs> so Scrooge is coming. Uh, I love it. I, I love that this aspect of this movie and the two you'll see with both Christmas Carol movies that I have on here. They're both different, but obviously the same concept. This is a musical, and I think it does a really good job. And I just love Gonzo and Rizzo. They're just hilarious the entire movie. I always I always tell Jenny that me and her are Gonzo and Rizzo the rat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. How did uh, you take that, Jenny? Because I don't know how I would have taken that. Partner in crime. I just let partner David in crime. talk at this point. Gonzo, Gonzo's the man, though. <laughs> I and just Rizzo's let the David partner in crime. hear himself talk. Yeah. Uh, my number eight is the Polar Express, because I love the Polar Express. And despite the fact that it has very creepy animation, I do, <laughs> I do think the movie has a lot of heart to it. And just the concept of like still believing and have something to believe in within the holiday, I think that a really solid message. My number seven is Elf, which we recently just saw. And um, I hate Will Ferrell. I don't think he's very, I don't like many of his movies, but he is so good in this. Everything about this movie has a lot of charm. And it's funny. John Favreau has gone on to create a Christmas classic, a Marvel cinematic universe and reinvigorated star Wars. 
And at in 2003, John Favreau really only had swingers, so it just shows like how far he's come. And my number six, a movie that has continuously grown for me, and I think it's one of the funniest Christmas movies of all time, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That movie is the gift that keeps on giving. I remember when I first saw it, I was uh, I think it was like 15 years old. I didn't really get it, but as I've gotten older, it's just so. So funny. Everything about it from the Christmas light scenes to the old lady singing, doing the uh, the Pledge of Allegiance to the turkey, cooking the turkey and the turkey just like the dry turkey, the dry turkey, like crunching itself. It's so funny. And uh, Chevy Chase is fantastic in it. So, yeah, that's my 10 through six. Jenny, what do you got? Okay, so honorable mentions. I put Die Hard. I never really saw it as a Christmas movie until David and I started dating. And then I think we went to go see it. During Christmas. Yeah, during Christmas. And so I was like, yeah, I guess it's a Christmas movie. Oh, can I, can I cut you off? I forgot one Christmas movie that I think is more of a Christmas movie than Die Hard. What? Batman Returns. I was about to say, David, oh, I was well, very disappointed I've in you. I've mentioned that to you yeah, before, Batman too. Returns. That was almost this... going to be our Christmas card, but I couldn't figure out how to do it. This year, more than ever, I, I've i come to the realization it's actually a very much a Christmas movie. Because it actually has snow. Die snow. Hard does, Die Hard doesn't have snow. Oh no, because yeah. But go ahead, sorry. Uh Die Hard, um, Holiday Affair. It's an old movie with um, Robert Mitchum and Janet Lee. It's good. Never seen it. Yeah, we'll I'm have try- to show I, it to you. you. I think said, you'll like it. As soon as you said it, I started thinking. I'm like, have I have a few old old movies here. So um, do I. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. So the, which one? The Jim Carrey one. Ugh. I actually really enjoy it. I don't know. I think I actually think they picked him really well. Um, he's I don't not. Know. He's not the problem with that movie. I think there's like other things, but like for me, like he is the great. Like he did a terrific job, and I enjoy the movie. Wait, hold on. What, Casey? Do you happen yes. to know who plays Cindy Lou Who? Oh, you mean Taylor Momsen? who maybe went on to go play a little uh, person in Gossip Girl that was the most trash <laughs> Jenny Humphrey ever. Like, screw her. She oh. was cute in that. Jenny Humphrey, garbage. Yeah, garbage human. I, 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 I wasn't sure if you knew that. I was going to throw that tidbit oh, at you. Gotta love I Jenny actually, Humphrey. It's, it's so weird because, and I'll let Jenny finish, I actually can tell actors when they're younger because even with uh, Martha May Houvier, I'm like, hey, wait. She's also in Mamma Mia, and I was, you know, so I don't know. I always can recognize them for some reason, but as soon as I saw Ta- Taylor Mom said, I'm like, that's freaking Cindy Lou Who, and <laughs> she is not trash, but now she is. <laughs> Jenny? Um, so, yeah, so those are some honorable mentions. So, my, oh no, and sorry, While You Were Sleeping is another honorable mention. That's a this Christmas movie? Sandra yeah. Bullock. It takes place at Christmas, so I, I love this movie. Um, Bill Pullman, Peter Gallagher, like, love this movie. I've watched it tons since growing, like, I grew up on this movie. And I never, I mean, it does. It all takes place at Christmas time, so technically it is a kind of a Christmas movie. Um, so that's why it's an honorable mention. My number 10, The Holiday. <laughs> I hated the holiday. I know you don't like it. It's it. not your. It's not your cup. No, of, I don't think it's. A and I would have thought you would have liked it because it was a whole movie score aspect here. Good score. Um, but that's about it. But yeah, the holiday, love it. My number nine, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Which one? So it could intertwine with either or, but I think I'm I'm gonna lean more towards the ninety six because I grew 94. up with that ninety four because I grew up with that. 
number eight, A Christmas Story. Number seven, Whoa, Elf. Okay. And number six, <sighs> Home Alone. God. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Ryan, take it away. I got nothing to say. Ryan. Hold on, I'll yell at him. Ryan, you're muted or something. We can't hear you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you get like, a behind the scenes look him. at Ryan. <laughs> Go ahead, yeah. Ryan. What's your ten through ten through six? My honorable mentions are Batman Returns, Shazam, Nightmare Before Christmas, Nice, Star Wars Christmas Special. David's gonna love this one. Eight Crazy Nights. Ugh. Hey. You have to be a little diverse. You know, get everyone in here. <laughs> uh, and the Santa Claus is coming to town. Nice. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, number 10, The Grinch. I tied for pretty much all of them. I like every incarnation I've seen. I have not, I've yet to see one that I don't like. From the animated, the original animated to the latest one with Scott Mosier directing it. Or producing it, rather. Sorry. Um, number 9. Jingle all the way. <laughs> Number eight. <laughs> I mean, I love Jingle all the way. I, I'm with Ryan on this one. I think the girls are against yeah. us here, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Number eight. Frosty the Snowman. Oh, my God. Number seven. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, my God. It's Christmas and number, And number six. The Santa Claus. Acceptable. A little low, but acceptable. Right. Wait, my to... number five is solid. Yeah, go ahead. Take us five through two. Uh, number five, Home Alone. Nice. Number four, Home Alone 2. Oh, wait a minute. Casey, you didn't go, right? Yeah. That's okay. Well, let, uh, let Ryan finish, and then I'll just I'll go, go from ten to two. So go ahead, Ryan. Okay. Sorry. Um, number four, Home Alone 2. Number three, A Year Without Santa Claus. Nice. It's not Christmas if I don't see this movie. Um, same with all my top three, especially. Number two, uh, Muppets Christmas Carol. Nice. Love, I know you, I know you really love, love that one. And oh, since shout, I was a kid. Shout out to um and I told I talked to Casey about this on our on Facebook thread. Uh shout out to the year without Santa Claus because Ignatius Tissa White looks exactly like the uh, Yankees DJ LeMayhew. You guys should look that it's up so on crazy. Google because they look yeah. exactly alike. And I just love the name Ignatius Tissel Whistle. A Tissel White. I know, right? Tissel White. If I can, <laughs> a quick about Muppets Christmas Carol. Uh, cool news for the 4K DVD. Yes. Um, <laughs> you're getting uh, an old song that you can only get on the extras on Disney+. Plus. Um, although it's my least favorite song, it's cool to have that back. Um and also, it's funny watching it. Even I've seen this movie probably a hundred times. And I <laughs> yeah, Ryan up... and I were like really shocked. You have to turn on the captions sometimes. It's really funny. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's going on the captions or the 4K sound now. But found out that Rizzo's from Jersey. I did not know that until uh, this showing. Because uh, when he's getting chased by the cat, he's like, I'm from Jersey. <laughs> and then <laughs> uh, what's the uh, eagle's name? I'm blanking. I forgot. Sam? Yeah. Sam. Sam. Yeah. Sam. Thank you. Um, Sam goes, don't tip the driver. 
Like when, you but, know, when Scrooge is going to go to do his, like, apprenticeship, and then he's like, oh, this is your driver, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, don't tip your driver, but the ghost of Christmas past and and uh, Ebenezer are already, like, walking and talking, so you have to turn on the captions. It's so funny. You miss so much background noise. We've noticed <laughs> that. It's just so good. It's it so really good, is. yeah. Casey, go for it. Give us your 10 through 2. Okay, well. Okay, so here's my, um, I have honorable mentions, and then my, I was telling Ryan, I said, my list of 10, even though they're in an order, these are ones that I like almost all the same, and I have to watch them every Christmas season. There's not one that's like, maybe 10, 10 is not 10, because that's where it is on my list, but like, these are just ones that I like, but I'll go with my honorable mentions first. Um, Batman Returns. Elf. Um, I really liked this one. A lot of people didn't. I liked the happiest season. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was just. Like, oh nice wait, the one that wholesome. came out. The one that came out this yeah, year. Yeah, on Netflix. Oh yeah, I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I loved that it. Was, it was, it so was a good one. Yeah, it was. It was very heartwarming to watch um, Kristen Stewart not be Kristen Stewart. I guess so. Um, the Christmas Chronicles, Frosty the Snowman, Santa Claus is coming to town, and one of my just because of how 90s 2000s it is the richie rich christmas wish if you ever watched that one it's just i forgot it's about so, that it's so good because who doesn't love eugene levy first of all it's so he's so crazy in it and just um why michelle trettenberg yeah and uh, what's his name david gallagher from seventh heaven it's just like such a nice nostalgic thing, yeah yeah, 90s <laughs> movie. Um, number 10 for me is A Charlie Brown Christmas. Nine is Scrooged. Eight is... No, it's not... Again, wait, I said it. It doesn't mean least, that I don't least, like it case, as much. At least it's on but, the list. Yes, exactly. Ryan, do, we can get divorced if you want. We'll talk later. Um, eight is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Seven is Home Alone. Uh, six is the Grinch. Um, I do like all three. I've only seen the new one, maybe like with Benedict Cumberpatch, like once. It was okay. Um, it was you cute liked... though. I yeah, liked it. it. I cute... thought it was cute. It's the yeah. same story, thought... but like I thought it was yeah. really cute. Different twist to it, you know, because of Cindy Lou who has twin, what, twin siblings and a, a single mom. Um, yeah. Number five, probably watched it a minimum of. 10 times this season national lampoon's christmas vacation because yes. like david said the more you watch it the more you start relating to it too. <laughs> like when you get older with his bonus if that happened to me now i'd be pissed i would just ugh. um number four is the santa claus number three is the muppets christmas carol and number two and one were very hard i had that, that was these were the only two i knew i needed to like figure out is a christmas story Oh. Jennifer. Yep. <laughs> this is where I break his heart even more. Uh, my number five, Home Alone 2. It's ridiculous. And I discussed this on last week's podcast because so I like ridiculous. both movies. You can't have Home Alone 2 without having Home Alone. And Home Alone is fantastic. My honorable mentions. But Home Alone 2, for me, and the New York backdrop, like I grew up with that movie just as much. And it's. It's just, I love it. I love Home Alone 2. My number four will be on nobody's list. And I'm going to be the only one that loves it. Very much like Grease 2 on this podcast. Um, But for me, I grew up with this movie. 
and this movie means so much to me. This setup is this, terrifying me. Well, no, I, know, I love the defending of this movie because we don't even know well, what it is. <laughs> no, I don't even have to defend it because like this movie is, I don't know, it just holds such a special place in my heart. Um, it's A Smoky Mountain Christmas. Oh, my God. With Dolly Parton, directed by Henry Winkler. <laughs> oh. And it was a made-for-TV movie, um, 1986, I believe. Uh, has really good songs by her. Um, it's it's just a good, it's a fun fantasy Christmas film. Um, it's just really good. Who's I, the witch in it? Oh, John Ritter's also in it as well. I don't know. The, the actress for the witch is not anyone I know. No, no, but can you tell everyone what the hell happens? Because Jenny made me watch that movie once. Well, it's basically like <laughs> Dolly Parton plays like a recording ar- artist. She's not a country singer, but she's a recording artist. She's looking to get away. So she goes to the, the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee um, to kind of just like get away from her manager and from everybody. Um, and she ends up going to this empty cabin that's that was her friends. And it turns out there's these kids that are actually living in the cabin. They're orphans. And, um, she sort of like takes them in. Like she's there with them. She doesn't report them to the police until like, she's like, you know, I'll work with you to figure things out after Christmas. But for now, so she kind of spends Christmas with them. Um, and then the, the side story in there is that there's this woman that's like this, witch. That's like a, a jealous of Dolly Parton's like beauty and she's threatened by her. Um, and anyway, it's got a lot of good people in it. John Hold Ritter, up. Dan Hedaya shares K- that. Casey and Ryan, Lewis. what about that? Is it sounds like a Christmas movie to you? It's but it, it's all at Christmas. It's all at Christmas. And there's uh, there's a fantastic song that said, uh, I'd oh, like to spend Christmas with Santa. It's great. The it will, Batman Returns is my number one. It will always <laughs> be on my list. It will always be on my list, no matter what. It's a fantastic movie. You can actually watch it on YouTube if you want to catch it. Yeah, I will say, like, I've um, been trying to get Jenny a good copy of this movie for years. It's like, and it ju- it's just so hard. No one, no one's released. It doesn't it. exist. Really, it doesn't exist. Like, no, I've been, you could only get really like a bootleg copy. And I feel bad because I like every every Christmas I check to surprise her as like this like gag gift. And I can never get, I can never find a good copy of it. But it's yeah. a good movie. It's a very, it's actually not long. It's an hour and a half. So anyway, check it out. A Smoky Mountain Christmas. Um, my number three is the. Jenny, shop- did you watch? Yeah. Oh, all right. Go ahead. No, no, go. go I was going to say, did you watch the new one? What is that that she put out this year? A Christmas. Oh, Christmas Square on the Square. Or something like that. So, yeah, that one. That is apparently based off of a play. She wrote the music for this. Um, I started it. I got 12 minutes in and I was like, bye. This is a, that was a bad, it just wasn't, I don't know if you watched it, but it just wasn't good. I think because it was very much in that, still that play format. um, It kind of threw me off and it wasn't so much the music. The music was fine, um, but the whole story. And also like she's in it briefly. Um, and yeah. in the beginning of the movie, she's in it as a homeless person, but still looks like fantastic with like glittery gloves. Like I just don't buy it. Um, so if you want a really good Christmas Dolly Parton movie, you want to watch a Smoky Mountain Christmas or her other movie called Unlikely Angel, which usually gets played on CMT all the time and actually stars a young, um, what's her name? She was on Smallville, Allison Pill or Allison, whatever, not Allison Pill. Um, the one that just got caught for sex trafficking. Okay. Yeah. Something like that. Like it stars her in it. Um, and unlikely angel all in general is a good movie too. Anyway. So my number three, the shop around the corner with Jimmy Stewart and Margaret Sullivan. Um, love this movie. 
Um, my number two, the Santa Claus, because the Santa Claus. And yeah. Do you want me uh, to go number one? No. No, I'll do my five go through two. Uh, my number five is Scrooged because Scrooge is fantastic and Bill Murray is so, so hilarious. There's some little things that I always get from this movie. And like one of the things that always cracks me up is um, when they air the commercial and the lady dies from watching the commercial <laughs> and then his reaction to the to his assistant telling him that he died, that she died is fucking hilarious i die with every every time i watch this movie is so great but it's like an iconic christmas movie performance with bill murray here uh my number four is the santa claus uh santa claus is so so good it's it's one of those movies that i remember watching and i was like there's such believability to like a child believing yeah this is would actually be the north pole and it's a cool location and this is where i with you casey on santa claus two and three the North Pole in part one, which is so subtle, and you basically just see the indoor, looks so much more believable than what we saw in two and three. I don't know if you agree with I me. I agree. Right? Yeah, um, no, I agree. Um, But yeah, Tim Allen's fantastic in it. And I was, you know, I don't hate two and three. I would just have liked it to go in a different direction. I actually talked about a reboot. Do you want to hear my idea, Casey? Sure, yeah, go. So I'm thinking if they ever do it again, which I don't think they will, but like uh, his son takes the mantle. And it's not like a reboot, but like a continuation type of thing. But I think Tim Allen is kind of persona non grata right now with Disney. So I'm not sure if that'll ever happen. But yeah, <laughs> uh, my number three is Home Alone. I mean, what can be said? I have the correct Home Alone on the list. Sorry, Ryan and Jenny. I have both. Uh, yeah, Home Alone's fantastic. It's it's such a fun, fun, fun film. And surprisingly, it's... um. A lot of people think like Ryan and Jenny on this. I see so many people think Home Alone 2 is better. And I'm like, no, it's not better at all. As more, The only part of 2 that is better than 1 is Tim Curry is in 2. And I love Tim <laughs> yeah. Curry. So that's the only part that makes it a little bit better. Oh, yeah. Tim Curry is so maybe. good. Uh, my yeah. number 2 is It's a Wonderful Life. Thanks to Jenny on that one. I actually went so many years without seeing It's a Wonderful Life. And the first time yeah, I've I saw I've never seen it still. It's the first time I saw it's a wonderful life. I fucking cried. <laughs> oh, we were in the theater. We were in the theater, and I was because like that was the IFC theater. It's right? not a movie that yeah. should make you cry, but there's a scene. The last scene of the movie is just like because the movie really isn't per se a Christmas movie. It just takes place during Christmas. But like the fact that this guy thinks that no one cares about him, and there's a scene at the end that really shows otherwise. It's just a really really touching moment, and Jimmy Stewart is the goat. He's one of the goats. Like he's so good in that movie. And I will do my number one, and then we'll kick it to Ryan and Case and Jenny. So my number one is a movie that plays 24 hours every single year. And it, <laughs> there's a reason it plays every year for 24 <laughs> hours, because it's that good. It's perfect. It's a Christmas story, and I adore that movie. I quote that movie. I have the Funkos of that movie. I have the lamp in my house during the holiday season. It is a small version of it, though. Yeah, a small version, not the big one with the fragile box. But um, no, the Christmas Christmas story is just so, so great. And it has such, I guess because it also started me watching it as a kid and just growing up with it and just realizing it when I knew what a good movie was, like that it's not just like all nostalgia, that the movie is really, really good. And it has, it, it's the movie through the eyes of a child. It's so great, so fun. And I enjoy watching it multiple times every Christmas day. Jenny. It's a wonderful life. That's my number one. Jimmy I, made it here 
twice. twice. Um, I think, right. Like, I think this movie really developed into being a Christmas movie, especially with the, the major network. Don't think it was like, released as a Christmas movie. No, no, not at all. Like, it was, it was a movie, and yes, it took place at Christmas partly, um, but not the whole movie is part at Christmas. And it really just the overall message, I think, is something that still... When was this? 1942? 1941, I think. 41. This this message still resonates today. I think it's a movie that has been able to stand the test of time really well. Anyone can watch it and you still understand the themes. And um, yeah, I think it's just the appreciation and you realizing that you may make a bigger impact on someone's life more so than you think. And then in the end, you know, um, when you're feeling low, when people come in and and support you and it's just such a good film it's got a great cast very good acting it has a great villain um oh, and yeah, yeah it does. watch uh watch it's a wonderful life this season all right ryan what's your number one my number one is scrooge yes from the moment i saw it i fell in love with it um david you hit the nail on the head it has very little moments like when they're in the workout room and there's the sign and it says a cross noun, something you nail people to. I die every time I see that. <laughs> like I said earlier when I was defending it to Jenny who has no soul. Uh... <laughs> Ryan coming in hard. The yeah, ghost. Damn. Bill Murray, I think is like this is one of my favorite, if not my favorite, Bill Murray, to be completely honest. Um and I'll get some heat because of Ghostbusters, but still. Um it's my favorite Bill Murray. It's I love it to death. He just hits every nail on the head from, you know, after the Ghost of Christmas Past. You know, I know what's going on. Hey, up here. What's going on? I crack up. Um, just everything. I just love this movie so much. I now want to go watch it. Awesome. And Case, what's your number one? My number one is just the one I remember growing up to, my mom and I watching it. It just one that we always loved. My whole family would always sit down and watch it is The Year Without a Santa Claus. Nice. I you cannot it's just it's just such a classic with the heat miser and the snow miser and Mother Nature and Jingle and Jangle. It's just so uh you forgot good. someone. Um Ignace, yeah, I can't Ignatius Thistle. <laughs> Thistle, what is it? Thistle Ignatius Tisselwhite. Tisselwhite, yeah. I was like, Tisselwhite, I don't remember. Yeah, but Ignatius. I always remember when he said his name was Ignatius. I was like, <laughs> what kind of name is that for a child? But I just, I don't know. I just always love it. It's just so much fun from beginning to end with all the songs and everything, except the Blue Christmas always gets me a little bit because Santa's realizing that he's he's going to make kids sad. Um but I, uh, yeah, it's just always been my number one. I always look forward to watching it. It sits on my DVR for a really long time until Ryan tells me that I have to delete it. Um, <laughs> so that's my number one. Awesome. So, yeah, that wraps everything up for a great 2020. This will be the last podcast of the year until we come back in January. first week of January with our best and worst of 2020. So thank you for everyone that listened throughout the year. Have a very Merry Christmas. Stay safe. And a happy new year. You filthy animals.